Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? What's up? Good morning, everyone. Or good afternoon, good evening, when anytime you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to Church Boy Confession Podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Hecke. I um, hope you guys had an amazing week. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's archive episode. Um, we are back. I'm back here on my bed. This very hot um, morning in San Diego, California. Um, I have my sweat rag. You know, there's a bleach stain on there, but I'm much too lazy to actually go and get another one. Um, so you know, don't try to make fun of me. But nevertheless, you know, I hope you guys had an amazing September. Of September has been a pretty chill month. Um, a lot of us back to school, or maybe you just started school. I know UCLA, like you guys are on the court system, so they just went back to school. But um, I hope this month has been good for you guys, man. Um, I appreciate everyone that has been tuning in, has been listening, um, and you know, our 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 reach is growing, y'all. Our reach is growing. We're almost at 40k followers on TikTok. Shout out to everybody who's ever heard of this podcast from TikTok. Like, that's amazing. That's really dope. Um, yeah, TikTok has really grown our reach, like, overall. And, yeah, man, um, I'm always grateful to be behind this mic. Today I want to talk about something that really is going off of last week's episode about insecurities. It's definitely a touchy to- topic for a lot of us. Um, definitely a touchy to- topic for me. I've battled with insecurities my entire life. It's funny because, you know... I feel like people, whenever I meet them in person, they like say that, you know, I come off as really confident. And honestly, I really do have those moments where like no insecurities in mind. I'm just very confident. I'm very relaxed. Um, But then, man, there are also those moments where like you wouldn't see it, but I'm really just like struggling. I'm going through spiritual warfare in my head. But nevertheless, man, these past weeks, like this past week, not these past weeks, this past week, God has really been enlightening me, man. Um... You know, especially with rediscovering that episode from last week, I literally just I had to I had to, you know, unearth that and republish that man Um, because it really was a blessing to me. And I hope it could have been a blessing to you. Um, You know, it it really talks about how the devil weaponizes our insecurities, you know, and uses them as a tool for us to disobey them. And when we live a life that is so consumed towards pleasing others and getting validation from others live a life that where our insecurities control us to the point where our entire focus is just on i have to conquer this insecurity we will inevitably live a life of disobedience to god you know i gave the example last week right about body positivity and you know at first i was thinking like maybe i shouldn't even say that because i know some women might feel some type of way but honestly this is a side note like i gotta say what needs to be said bruh I did not plan on on just going here, but for a second, I I need to say that, like, I feel how I've been feeling as of late, and maybe people can can attest, I feel like God's been putting it on my heart to be more bold about my faith and about the scripture and about who I am in Christ. And I don't say that to say, like, I'm going to say a whole bunch of provocative stuff every week. You know, on the podcast, like, no, I'm not one to provoke one to anger. At least I tried never to. But at the same time, there are things that need to be said. 
and things that especially my generation we notice we see it and we still don't say it because we're scared of being judged we're scared of being looked at a different way we're scared of losing our validation cards we're scared of not being invited to the parties we're scared of being looked down upon we're scared of being canceled we're scared of getting dragged on twitter trust me i've been dragged on twitter several times like it's not that bad <laughs> no it is that bad <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like we're scared we're scared we're scared and you know, for me, I think to myself, like, there are literally Christians in Nigeria, for example, that are getting killed, heads chopped off, shot in the head because of their faith. And there are Christians in Arab countries. And like, I know there was something that happened in Sri Lanka not too long ago. And just all over the world, man, where people are getting killed for their faith. And it's like, we in America are scared of getting canceled. Or we're scared of losing our job. And don't get me wrong, losing your job, especially, you know, with all this recession talk, is scary. But it's like, man, who's going to be the one to say what needs to be said? You know, um, but that's just a side note, man. Like, ultimately, you know, you have this body positivity movement, which is really just getting a lot of people, men and women, to show off their body. And they say that it's them overcoming the insecurities that they had about their body and stuff like that sounds so innocent on the surface level but the reality is if you're showing off your body and you're causing other people to stumble and you're showing off your body and you're being seductive whether you like it or not that's an issue that's an issue with modesty that's the issue with sexual sin that's an issue right but it's not only that that's one example but let's let's talk about my examples let me talk about me so i don't sound like i'm just getting on anybody else especially as a young man men have to deal with stuff like this a lot where many of us are prisoners to our insecurities we're prisoners to it you know as a young man you're told that your value is dependent on how many women you can get to like you so guess what you do? You chase after all these women. You become a womanizer. And ultimately, you overcoming your insecurity is committing fornication time and time and time and time and time again. I'll give you another example. Young men, we're told that our value comes from how much money that we have. If you want to be important, you want to be attractive, you want to be appealing, you need to have a lot of money. So then to overcome that insecurity of being broke and being unvaluable, we end up doing everything in service to money. But even the scripture says that you cannot serve God and mammon. And I don't even have to break down all of the details about how, you know, this money motivated mindset leads to betrayal, leads to exploitation, leads to envy, leads to a myriad of other things as well. As young men and women, we're told that we have to be popular. Everyone has to like us in order for us to feel valuable in order, in order for us to be valuable. But then, you know, if you want to overcome that insecurity, that means that you have to please everyone. And are you here to please everyone or are you here to please God? Because that's not always the same thing. And if you think that that's the same thing, you're going to meet that crossroads where you have to choose. And I'm scared for a lot of people on those crossroads because my Bible says that if you deny Jesus in front of others, he's going to deny you. So we see these are numerous examples of how if we live a life where our main focus is on us overcoming insecurities. I know this sounds crazy because that sounds so good, but 
The devil has weaponized your insecurities and uses your obsession with overcoming them to lead you to a life of sin. That is what the devil does. It is an underrated tactic of the enemy. So where do we go from here? Is the answer to just live with our insecurities and just suffer through every experience? Suffer through the social anxiety, suffer through the body dysmorphia, so on and so forth. I don't think so. Now, trust me, I know that God can allow certain thorns to be in our flesh that will humble us um, in order to, you know, when he exalts us, to just make sure we're still grounded. Um, You know, so this can be case by case. Um, that's still something that I pray about as well. And I encourage you to pray about that as well. So there are some things where God allows to be in your life. And I've had that episode before. I forgot which number it was. But there are some places where, you know, God allows certain things to persist in our lives for the sake of when he exalts us, we need to remain grounded. Um, an example of that is Apostle Paul with the thorn in his flesh. I believe I forgot exactly where that was, but that's not where I'm going. But Nevertheless, you know, there's there's this analogy. It's called the carrot on the stick. But like this analogy that I'm going to say is inspired by that. But it's not really like the same analogy as the carrot on the stick. Like If you Googled it, you wouldn't hear what I'm saying. But I'm just kind of like I took inspiration from that. Like imagine that there's a person that has a carrot on the end of a stick. And then, you know, there's a donkey that obviously wants the carrot and the person is guiding the donkey wherever the person wants to take the donkey based on moving that carrot because the donkey's going to follow wherever the carrot goes, right? Um, But, you know, the issue is, if we're going to, like, communicate what each of those things symbolize, you really have that person with the stick, right? That's a demon. The carrot is your insecurities or you overcoming your insecurities. Um, And the donkey is you, Right. And like the way I envisioned it was just that you have this this enemy, this demon, this evil spirit, whatever it might it might be, controlling us with our insecurities, controlling us with this idea of overcoming our insecurities. And ultimately, it's leading us towards a fiery pit. It's leading us towards destruction. You know, I drew a really cool like it's a really cute picture of it. I drew um, for everybody on YouTube. There it is. Um, as you can see, a very talented individual. But that's really what it is, you know, like it's it's us being under control under the guise of us just getting something that we want, us focusing on something that seems innocently good, you know. But I would say that um, as I'm learning this and I don't have all the answers, um, I have felt it on my heart to say this, to be yourself be yourself. I think that's something that my generation and and many generations, maybe before this have a lot of trouble doing is being ourselves. And I think one of the main reasons why we don't like to be ourselves is because we are so scared of rejection and closed doors. That's why I think it's so hard for us because sometimes we have to realize that being yourself comes with sacrifices. There are sacrifices that need to be made when it comes to being yourself. We all want to think that in a perfect world, we can be ourselves and everything just lines up in our favor. That is just not true. That is a fairy tale. 
And we know that. We subconsciously know that, which is the reason why when we enter certain rooms or we get in contact with certain people and we feel like if we were ourselves, we get rejected or an opportunity would be cut off, we pretend to be something else in order to avoid rejection and avoid, avoid a missed opportunity. But I want to encourage everybody to be themselves. Let's talk about it. Let's expand on that. Um, I think many people can't accept being themselves, you know, because they desire the things that they desire, their desire to be accepted and desire, desire to be received by everyone and everything overcome, um, overpower their principles. But here's what I believe. And here's the thing that I feel like we don't really consider is that sure, you know, there are sacrifices that come with being yourself right? Um, some doors will close and some people will not like you. But what we also don't understand is that there's also going to be people that absolutely love you. And there are going to be doors that open that wouldn't have opened unless you were yourself. And the real, the real thing is, is that you really just got to have faith, man. You really just have to have that faith. And I think that you have good reason to. Because I believe that what's been communicated to us time and time again through scripture and even our personal experiences is that God has a plan, an individual plan for your life. He has a plan for your life, not the life of the person you pretend to be. He made it for you. In fact, he has ordained you to walk into something. You, not the person you're pretending to be, you. But so many of us walk around with this fear of rejection, fear of closed doors. So then we put take matters into our own hands. And we what's that one chick from uh, X-Men that like can mutate into like different people? That's what we do. We're never ourselves. We try to mutate into different people in order to gain as much as we can in the world because we are so obsessed with gaining the validation, gaining the glory, gaining the recognition, gaining the attention, so on and so forth to fill a hole. But the only thing that could fill that hole is God. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 16. And on the surface level, this doesn't really sound like it has anything to do with overcoming insecurities or being yourself. But uh, I'm going to explain why I think it does. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 16 um, from verse 24 to 26. And this is what it says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? May God bless your hearing and ring understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's talk about self-denial. That's really what's being communicated in this in this uh, passage. Um, if you read if you read it in this context, you have you know Peter telling Jesus that he's not going to let Jesus be killed. You know what I'm saying? But Peter is not realizing that it's literally Jesus' destiny to be killed for the sake of all of us who have sinned, <laughs> you know? Uh, so then Jesus replies to him or replies to all of the disciples, telling them that if anybody wants to follow him, they have to deny themselves because that's exactly what Jesus was doing. Philippians 2 tells us about how he became a bondservant to the Father. He denied himself to do the Father's will. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't it wasn't up to what Jesus's flesh wanted to do. It was God's will and his will was aligned with God's and he willingly laid down his life for all of us. That's sacrificial love. 
right? So self-denial is a crucial part of being a follower of Christ. And saying just it's a crucial part is is kind of minimizing it to a degree. I don't, I would say that and it's supported that you can't be a follower of Christ just based on what we read unless you practice self-denial. And I would even go as far to say that majority of the people in this world that don't believe in Christ today, it's not because they can't believe in him. Oh, because it doesn't make any sense. Oh, because it's too crazy. It's too ridiculous. No, it's because deep down, and they know this deep down, deep down, they recognize that if they acknowledge Jesus Christ is their Lord, that's more than just saying that you believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. It's also saying that there is someone that I am, I have to answer to. It's also saying that I have to deny myself and put my desires and whatever I want in life, things that I'm chasing after on the back burner and put him forward. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. But that's required. We don't deny ourselves, though. Instead, we focus on ourselves. We focus in on ourselves. And the crazy thing is, you know, especially when you aren't used to having looking at yourself through the lens of Christ, when you focus on yourself and focus on yourself and focus on yourself, you're inevitably going to see the things that are imperfect about you. You're going to see the things that make you insecure. That's where all the insecure is going to come up. We focus in on ourselves so much because we want to gain you know what I'm saying? We want to gain the glory, so we can't gain the glory unless we fix this insecurity. We want to gain the money. We can't gain the money unless we fix this insecurity. We can't have more of the sex and get all the women or the men until, until we fix this insecurity. You see how it's all focused on, it all starts with focusing in on ourselves. I tell you, insecurity and pride go hand in hand. If you pay close attention, most of the time you see that the most prideful person is actually the most insecure person. I've told you guys about who, how I was in high school when I was super insecure until I found out that I'm top of the class and I'm going to I'm going to graduate as valedictorian. And then what happened? My head went from this to this. You see how big this forehead is? It wasn't like that my freshman year. It's like I'm playing. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> but you get the picture, man. Like, you know, a lot of times it's that insecure person that got a hold of something that that actually got them that attention, that validation they were looking for. And then it become the most prideful person. I'm telling you, insecurity and pride, they go hand in hand. But it all starts with us focusing in on ourselves. That's the problem. We focus too much on ourselves. And we think that we can get all this different stuff so then we can attain the glory, we can attain the money, we can, we, we can uh, obtain the relationships and the sex and so on and so forth to fill the hole, to actually make us clean, to actually make us perfect, to actually make us holy, to actually make us of some type of value. But the reality is your value has been already decided by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God bought you with a price. He has already put that value in place. He's the only person that can fill that hole. Only him. There was a time when I thought that after I got my first girlfriend, then I would have no insecurities. I'd be the most secure person in the world until I realized, oh, snap, you can also be the insecure boyfriend. Because the insecurities don't necessarily leave. They just become something else. They transform. They mutate as you mutate. They just go with you to that next level. 
and they come in a different form. Here's what I've come to understand, and here's where everything kind of connects. Self-denial is the pathway to self-discovery. Self-denial is the pathway to self-discovery. We think self-discovery looks like focusing on ourselves, focusing on ourselves, focusing on ourselves. Everything is about us, 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 us. But all that does is create more and more insecurities because you see all of the places where you are in need of a thing to make you better. That thing is Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the jewelry, it's not the car, it's not the money, it's not the house, it's not the women, it's not the men, it's not the attention, it's not the popularity. It's Jesus Christ. So you can imagine when instead of focusing on yourself, uh, you, you change the focus to Christ and the things that he wants you to do. Then you come to realize that if I'm focused on Christ and everything that he wants me to do and submitting myself to him, he will inevitably shape me into the person he's ordained me to be. He will inevitably bring all the blessings that he has ordained me to receive. He will inevitably open the doors that were ordained to be opened for me. So I don't have to act like someone else. I don't have to garner up all of these things so I can be validated by other people in order to actually feel good about myself or in order to actually not be rejected or in order to actually have opportunities to excel in life. No, ladies and gentlemen. No. What is excelling in life if you don't have Christ? The Bible even told us, what does it profit a man to gain the entire world but lose his own soul? I'm not concerned when I'm in my right mind with just chasing after the things of this world. When I die, my goal is to have that peace that I did every single thing that Emmanuel Heke was created to do on this earth. That is my definition of success. And my biggest fear is not actually succeeding in that. But you know, the comfort that I have in that is that if I follow Christ, if I stay focused on him, then I'll inevitably handle business. We got to break free, man. We got to break free from this commitment that we have to our insecurities and our pride and our desires for gain. We got to break free. Be yourself. And, you know, a lot of people might think to themselves, well, I don't even know who I am. Is it that you don't know who you are, though? Is it that you don't know who you are or are you just insecure about showing the world who you are? Or is it that you just don't have a proper um, understanding of what it means to love yourself for the sake of the fact that God loves you? Or is it that you don't understand that your worth comes from 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 God? not from other people it comes from god is it that you don't know who you are or are you just not proud of who you are are you insecure about who you are but our god is the great redeemer man what is it is it sin he can wipe that away what is it is it is it that other people don't don't 
look at you a certain way, don't treat you a certain way. Look how they treated Jesus. Back to this analogy. What we ought to do when you have that person holding the carrot, guiding the donkey, the demon holding our insecurities, guiding us. What we ought to do is to turn the other way and run towards God. Because if we continue to chase after just trying to overcome all of our insecurities, we will inevitably be running the opposite direction. We'll be running away from God. And I don't want any of us to continue to be imprisoned by this mindset, be imprisoned by this way of thought. Um... Focus on Jesus. Not everybody's going to like you. You will experience rejection. There will be some closed doors. But there will not be a closed door that was ordained to be open. There will not be a blessing that was yours that won't be yours anymore. Everything that is ordained for you shall come to you. It shall happen. That's what I believe. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. And I truly just pray that it can seep into the minds of those that have heard it and help us to not just be hearers, but to be doers. They're not going to be like the man that looks at himself in the mirror and then turns around and forgets what he looks like. We're going to be people that understand this word, that remember this word, and that apply it into our lives, oh God, because no longer are we going to live as prisoners to our insecurities. We understand what the devil's doing, Lord. We understand that our value does not come from all these things of the world, but they come from things that are above Jesus Christ, to be specific. God, help us, Lord, to not be scared to be ourselves. Understand that that might come with some sacrifices, Lord. But, Father, you're the one that paid the ultimate sacrifice, oh, God. And we know that when we follow you, Lord, we gain life, not lose it. So, Father, help us to understand. Help us with wisdom and understanding and then the self-discipline to follow that that wisdom and understanding, oh, God. Let your name continue to be glorified in our lives. Help us to be bold and courageous about our faith. Where are you on our sleeve, Lord? Talk about you. Anywhere, anytime, because that's that's what we're on, God. That's just what we're on. So I thank you, Lord, for this word. Let it truly be a blessing to all of us, including myself, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. One thing I forgot to say, ladies and gentlemen, if, you know, at any point in this episode you felt, well, if you have, if you feel led at any point during, during the week, during the day to donate, unassociated um you can do that www.unassociated.com slash donate thank you for everybody who has committed to monthly subscriptions um and just been even donating one time sporadically any amounts i really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart we've been able we were able to do ua day because of you guys um poetry jam is right around the corner at the top of next year um so i mean you know we could definitely use all of the type of donations and and support financially and um, all of that, you know, so, uh, yeah, if you would like to donate, com slash donate. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Bible study is in...
is in two Mondays from now. No, no, next week. Ah, whoa. Bible says next week. Okay, act like I wasn't just shocked right now. Bible says next week, October 3rd. Love you guys. Have a great week. Peace.